Yo, what's going on, y'all? I'm going to make this one short just because I've been sitting on this podcast for like a week now, and I don't necessarily know why. Uh, the first week of my summer break has been somewhat hectic and a little stressful. Uh, we're planning to depart on the Pacific Coast trip coming up in a couple of weeks, and I've just been like overwhelmed with getting things in order to hit the road. So my apologies on the delay in getting this thing out to you guys. Uh, we took last week off for Memorial Day, and I should have had it up for you, but it was just so hectic. I, it took me a few minutes to get to you. So today's guest is Mr. Octavius Boozer. It's a pretty cool cat. Uh, we connected through Facebook. I happened to come across his story in the Asheville Citizens Times. Octavius was shot in the back while walking to work, um, and he's currently wheelchair-bound, Uh, working on regaining his ability to walk and he's focused on like making a difference and he's like super uh he's he's a funny dude um but he's he's he has like just such an amazing um mindset a positive outlook on life considering his circumstances and he's determined to do something to like make a difference uh, in regards to gun violence and things like that. So it was a the whole day was an awesome experience. Um, we recorded the podcast at at our friends over at Making Hole at their their woodworking studio in Asheville on Biltmore Avenue, and Jeremy French and the the crew over there totally like opened their doors and made us welcome and loved on Octavius. Um, It was pretty amazing to see what happened like behind the scenes. And I was so bummed because I just got a camera a couple days ago for the Pacific Coast trip. And I wish I had had it for this because I would have been able to kind of open up y'all's perspective on what took place behind the scenes. So um, after the show, you know, Octavius like, checked out the woodworking studio. He was sanding a table. The very next day, Octavius's background is he was a chef prior to uh, the shooting. And so the very next day, he came back to making whole and cooked everybody lunch. Um, Just an awesome experience. The level of compassion, the kindness, the love that Jeremy French and the crew at Making Whole offered myself and Octavius is just unexplainable. So check out Making Whole. Uh, They're located at 745 Biltmore Avenue in Asheville, North Carolina. They do lunch every day. Every single day they open their doors and they invite the community in to have lunch. And that's why Octavius kind of cooked lunch for them. Um, But if you're around and it's lunchtime, pop in and meet these guys because they have it going on. Um, they can be found at makingwhole.com and also I think it's Making Whole on Facebook and Instagram and all that good stuff. So all that being said, give some love to my dude, Mr. Octavius Boozer. Individual 
living a miracle, standing divisible, connected to God and my physical essence of my spiritual presence is visible, totally leaving you unaware of my mental subliminal, used to be a criminal, living so minimal, but things have changed in my life, is going through different intervals, finding that balance is significantly difficult, timing is everything, so my timing is critical, rhyming is literal, the unforgettable, it's why I stand before you impeccably so presentable, I give respect to you, know that I am respectable, I've always wanted acceptance, is that acceptable? I am the rival expected to be exceptional, and I'm a grown man, handle business like a professional. I am incredible, the unconventional, and you stopping me from chasing my dreams is unprofessional. The opinions expressed in this podcast are the views of the NCR team and the individuals interviewed. We do not consider ourselves to be mental health professionals. Our mission is to explore the various pathways to recovery and to give a voice to those affected by or involved in the care of substance use disorders. Some content may be mature for younger audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Ready, set, go. Let's do it, man. Octavius Bruiser. It's a pleasure to meet you, man. You too, player. Yeah, dude, it was like, this thing was destined to happen. I was just telling you that uh, I saw your news story, right? Yeah. The Citizens Times, Citiz- Asheville Citizen Times ran yeah. a news story about, about you. Mm-hmm. And it came across my timeline. I don't know who shared it. I don't know where it came from, but I clicked on it. And did you read it? I read the whole entire article. Did you watch the video? I did. I did. Cool, huh? It was really cool. And I wrote your name down. I was like, I got to talk to this dude because I was just, the story intrigued me. Your life intrigued me. Thank you, player. And about a week later, you sent me a friend request. See how the universe works? That's how the universe works. I was like, I got to talk to this cat. So as, as soon as you sent me that friend request, I messaged you. <laughs> and then you're like, call me. <laughs> and then we talked, and then we made it happen. Right. So Within like a week. I appreciate you being two here. Weeks. What was that news story about, man? Man, listen, man. Just about how the changes will come into your life, man. Like, after getting shot, you know, like any tragic situation, because that is that is a tragic situation, no matter how I want to look at it, though, you know. I look at it as a stepping stone, because it, it ain't nothing but a step to a stepper, you know. But at the end of the day, it's just, it's just like searching for that, that same life that you try, to, you try to have before. But then it's difficult, because you not having the ability to, like, actually get up and, like, walk around and, and stuff, and, like... Pushing on your wheelchair, that shit get tiring sometimes, homie, you know? And, like, I try my best to be, like, as independent as I can. But I, I noticed. Yeah, man, I try my best. Fuck that. I don't, I don't want no help, you yeah. know? I don't yeah. want no help, man. That's, there's something that's, like, ingrained in us. Yeah, like, We just don't yeah, want to. Yeah, not at all, yeah. you know? We just don't want to be vulnerable. We don't mm. want to ask for help. But my experience tells me that that's what this life is all about. Right. Right? It's supporting each other, this human connection, interacting with each other. Be That's good how, to the universe, you know. Be good to the universe, like the universe brought us together today. Mm-hmm. So you're in your wheelchair. What happened that day? Man, that day I got shot, you know, like just minding my little business. And it just boom. Shit just happened, you know. Like shit just happened. Yeah. What were you doing? I was just walking. Yeah. I don't know where the hell I was. I was probably going back. I don't know where I was going. I just know I was walking, you know. And then I just heard the little shots. And then it came to the point where I realized I got shot. You know, that shit hurt, player. I believe it. That shit hurt, you know. That shit definitely hurt. But I know I got shot in my back, so 
I had to turn over on my stomach because I watched like the like uh, first forty eight and all of that shit, you know, like all the little detective movies and all that shit. So I tried to like learn something from it, you know, mm-hmm. especially the doctors, mm-hmm. especially that one. So you you got shot, and at what? How how soon did you know that you had got hit? Like how did you? Re- what what was that realization like? You no, know, that shit probably took like at least like thirty seconds for me to feel it though. I think at least like thirty seconds. You know, I ain't even realize it, but then like I felt like I pissed on myself. You feel me? Like that's what it that's what it actually felt like. I just pissed on myself. And then when that feeling came, it was like just a sensation, man. Like I ain't never felt that shit before. Player, I don't never want to feel that shit again, neither, cuz. You know? Yeah. Did you know that the the bullet had exited. Nah, the I didn't even know that. Yeah. I just know I had got hit in my back, man. Yeah, I ain't know that at all, you know. But by the grace of God, man, I survived. Absolutely. And I'm here to tell the story. You feel me? To try to help somebody. You feel me? Yeah. Because the only thing that the youth need is guidance. I mean, like if they can, if they can get in contact with somebody that actually cares about them and understands them. You feel me, man? That can it can change their life, man. The only thing they need is a little bit of support. That's mm-hmm. the only thing I needed when I was when I was growing up. You know, that's why I made so many of the mistakes because I had to guide myself. You know, I didn't really have nobody to guide me the right way. I had people that I was like, yeah, that I try to set me right here. You know, like sit me down and talk to me. But at the end of the day, homie, you got to learn on your own. That's yeah. what this thing called evolving mean. You know, growing. You know, it's all about the growth and the development. You know, the process. Trust the process. Yeah. But this season, I can't. I can't trust the process no more. It's hard to because we get in our own way. Yeah, man. And no matter who could sit you down, who wants to talk to you about living the right way, mm-hmm. we want to do do it on our own. Yeah, we gotta learn. We gotta learn on our own, man. That's the way of life, you know. Yeah. Like if you tell a child not to touch this, they see it and they like it, even though it may be hot. They still gonna like. Oh well, I want to find out what this is like, you know. And it might cause you pain, and it might cause you like, you know. But at the end of the day, you still learn on your own. Yeah. Period. Yeah. That's how I look at life. And that's what I want to teach my kids, man. You know, like, even though I'm in a wheelchair, you know, it's, they say I won't be able to walk again. I don't care what they say. One day I'm going to walk again. I you saw know? your statement in the, yeah. in the, Fuck in the article. Fuck what they say. You know what I'm talking uh-huh. about? Fuck what they say. I don't, I don't care. I'm going to walk again. You feel me? Yep. Because I can't, I can't get used to it. I can still live life like this, you know. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's my own little insecurity. You feel me? Like being in this wheelchair made me sometimes it made me feel like, damn, I'm different now. You know, people look at me different. Like I'm handicapped. But I don't feel like that though. Yeah. Well, you are living life like this. Yeah. But you have a goal to walk again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And people don't look at you different because you seen what kind of reception you get just Thanks, man. by walking in oh, here and these cats, man. right? Yeah, man. Home, shout out to Jeremy French. Oh, Jeremy. <laughs> shout out to Making Whole for providing this recording space yeah, man. and they're just being dope. so hospitable to them. Yeah. Right? They're pretty dope, man. Yeah. They're pretty they're pretty cool people. But that's what that's yeah. what life's about, man. Everybody's that's what so I was nice. talking about is the those types of connections and those types of like, you Every, know. Everybody's so nice here. Why is everybody so nice for us? Asheville, man. Oh, <laughs> I like Asheville. Yeah. I definitely like Asheville. Asheville is a place for opportunity, you know? A lot of people just think it's like just for the beers and stuff. Like the beers, okay. You know, shout out to the local breweries, you know? Um, so when you're in the hospital, right? Uh-huh. The doctors, what what kind of like prognosis did they give you? Because you mentioned that they said you would never like walk again. Like at what point in that process did they 
deliver that message or did they share it with you? Yo, listen, they did that. They, they did it so rudely. You know what I mean? They did it so rudely, man. Like the doctor just walked in like, hey, well, you ain't going to be able to walk again. And they just left the fuck out. I'm like, well, fuck you too, you know? Yeah. But you know, it was very black and white. They didn't like like they just laid it out there like, huh? Here you go, like no sugarcoat in it. You feel me? No sugarcoat, no, huh? Here you go. And when they said that, man, I was like, damn. You know, like they said, I wasn't, I wasn't. Oh, did my suit come off? Oh, I thought my suit came off. They said I wasn't gonna be able to like move my legs or or anything, like literally like paralyzed from the waist down. And I had to have like a catheter, man. Yo, that shit hurt, player. I've heard that shit hurt, <laughs> man. That hurt. But you're moving Ooh. your feet right in front of me. Oh yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, man. What? Yeah, man. It's all about faith, homie. Yeah, like you know, eighteen months, a year and a half ago. Yeah, man. Two years I, it's ago. gonna be a long process, though. Yeah. You know, like what I'm here for at all. You know, mm-hmm. I'm here for it all because at the end of the day, man, listen, I still wake up in the morning, you know, I still open up my eyes no matter if I can't walk or not. I'm still here, you know, yeah. like that's what I realized, man. And I appreciate like the universe giving me another chance at life, man. Well, you deserve it, man, because you got a good. Think so? A good perspective on things. Think man. so? Yeah. Hell yeah. You hey, I like you, man. You're pretty shirt, nice. Man. You're pretty nice. You too. absolutely deserve it, dude. Because your perspective, that. man. Yeah. Like You. You you have the courage to come out to the newspaper, to talk to me, to different people, to share this message yeah. in hopes of one of those kids hearing the story. Yo, somebody going to hit. You feel me? Like, somebody going to hit. Like, at the end of the day, no matter if it's, it's somebody younger than me or older than me, you know, like, somebody going to hit. And it can it can inspire, some, and inspire so many people, you know, like, just if they wake up and realize, you know, like, no matter how bad you think your situation is, homie, there's somebody out here that got it way worse than you, you know? Like, there's some people, like, for me, for example, I'm in a wheelchair. You know what I do if I could, like, have the ability to walk again, you know? When you have the ability, yeah. When, to watch. when, you right. know, you hear me, man. I hear you. I like, I yeah. like, I like that one. I like that one right there. When you, yeah, do. I like that one. Um, what's the process been like after like getting out of the hospital, like the rehabilitation, the work that you've been putting in? Man, that shit was difficult. Man, it's still difficult every day. You know, this like a smile can like fool a lot of people. You know, like underneath a smile would be like a highly depressed person. I'm not saying that I'm depressed. You know, because. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm I'm just a human being, and human being has emotions and feelings. You know, and sometimes it could feel like it, life could be overwhelming. But as long as you got that extra push, you know, that extra push, I, you can go get it. You know, go get it. Whatever it is you want to do, just go get it. You know, I don't care what you want to do, just go get it. Just make sure it's positive. Who do you have in your life that's pushing you today? Oh man, my grandma, my family. She's a sweetheart. Yeah, I that's my baby. That's my baby right there. You hear me? That's my grandma. Shout out to my grandma. You know, Assalamualaikum, grandma. How you doing? If you give me out that, Assalamualaikum. Yeah. <laughs> and my family, man, definitely my family, man, and just like the people that's a, a, around me right now. You know, like the good people. You know, Mike, Lloyd, Snoop, the plug, Asia Cobbs. You know. The Art Trap House. We're going to talk about that stuff, too, cool. before we leave. Cool. We'll share out your information. Right, that's, right, that's cool with me, man. We can um, get jiggy. What was, what was life like before you got shot? Man, honestly, though, like, life was, life was actually good. I was in school, you know? Like, I came up here and changed my life for the better. Even though, like, you can take some somebody out where they're from, but you can't take where they're from out of them, you know? And like that, that always will, will stand with me, you know, no matter where I'm at. You know, I tell you, like, I always be myself. You know? What were you doing though? You're going to school. You were. I was. I was going to school, taking care of my daughter, taking care of my family. You feel me? Um, cooking at Hotel Linago, which was really, really exciting. 
like definitely excited, you know, because I was I was like 24, I think 24. I'm like just having a whole kitchen to like basically myself, you know, and serving like really, really good people. It's kind of like really changed my life. Were you, you know? always interested in cooking? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I definitely love cooking. I definitely like I had to find I had like to find a passion. You feel me? I had to I had to find something to put on paper, homie, you know, like. A lot of people don't really understand. Like people, are like, oh well, you don't got to go to school to be a millionaire, you know. Which you don't have to go to school to be a millionaire, you know. But at the end of the day, I just, I just want something that's actually on paper, like that shows that I did it, that I can look back and like, like, yeah, I did this right here, you know. An accomplishment. Yeah, man, and like I put it on the picture. My kids can look at it, like, oh, that's my daddy, you know. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. How did you get into cooking? Man, like. I always like cooking because one, like growing up, I always like to to help people. You know, I always like to put smiles on people's faces. And then, like, I definitely liked cooking when I was younger. Like, my favorite thing was to cook was like eggs and cheese. You know, yeah. I used to just like put the eggs in there first, and then put the cheese in there, then stir it up, put it in there, and then put some more cheese on there, and then some milk. You know, I just like like I just always wanted to to be somebody that that can help somebody. You know, because only thing I needed in life was was help myself. Not realizing that I needed that help, you know, I needed like emotional help, I needed spiritual help, you know, I needed like just mental help, you know. It sounds like that was like almost like your form of outlet, your yeah. form of expression. Yeah, man, cooking, yeah. you know, cooking is an art, you know, just like Damn right. the, the sculptures here is an art, you know, cooking is definitely an art. And like I love plating up, but then like once the plate is like touched or like devoured, I'm like, damn. My art is gone. You know? <laughs> but then they, gone. you get feedback. Like right, They talk man. about how much they right. love it. It's yeah. Bombay. It's Bombay, you know, but still, like, my art is gone, man. Like, I took, like, probably, like, five minutes to plate your food up, you know, mm-hmm. just to make sure it looks pretty. You how'd, know? You, how'd you land that job? Oh, man. My ex-girlfriend, she used to work there. Okay. She used to work there and then just plugged me in, you know. Was that your first cooking gig? Nah, actually, like, I cooked, I cooked for... The Bull and Beggar, like my first job up here was the Bull and Beggar through the Go Green Green Opportunities. Mm-hmm. Through was, the Green Opportunities. What's that program right like? Man, that was that was that was definitely my life changer right there, you know. It kinda like put my foot in the door. And then like it, it was like the actual stepping stone to to my direction of the way of life that I wanted to go. And it opened up so many different doors for me, you know, like especially with the school. Because like I came up here, I didn't have my GED or none of that, you know. And then like it came up here. And like I did like a little test and like I passed in like record breaking time and we're like, well, it was five tests and it was supposed to take like four and a half hours, but I did all of it and passed it in like an hour and a half because I had to go to work, you know, and I was working at Juicy Lucy's. I was working at Juicy Lucy's at that time. And then from there, they gave me a scholarship to do whatever I wanted to do. So I went for computer engineering, you know, but then it was like a lot on my plate. So I kind of like just said, fuck it, you know, it was like going through the stress of an adult. You know? Yeah. And I like I never, I never like was a dope before, you know? Because I grew up too fast. Like way too fast, you know, like super, super fast. And then like now that I'm older, like I'm realizing like damn, I'm finna be thirty. You know that? Right. I'm finna be thirty years old. I couldn't old, tell, man. man. I couldn't tell. You can't tell. I was gonna I was gonna say maybe twenty five. I'm twenty six. Twenty six, man, and I'm finna be thirty. Like, what am I gonna have in my life when I'm thirty, man? Like, that's the thing that I, I start thinking about. Every day, like, what the fuck am I going to have when I'm 30? You know? Like, I don't care if I'm still in the wheelchair or not. Like, what the fuck am I going to have? Like, what am I going to do? Let's you know? talk about it. 
Like what's, that's, what's that's on your thing, radar? Man. You could do anything, man. I know, man. You can't do anything. I know, I know, man. But like, I want, I, I want to cook so bad. I can still cook though, you know. But I don't really like cooking no more because, like, because of this wheelchair and like because like sanitation mm-hmm. stuff and like I have to like mm-hmm. put something right here and then I have to like roll my wheelchair and then do it Wash. again. Like, I'll, mm-hmm. I don't know. Fuck that. That's too complicated. You yeah. know, it's like way too complicated. It's possible though. But like, I could see you opening up your own kitchen. Hey, man. swaggerific! Hey, huh? play a for real. Pound that. Make it so it's all accessible, hey. right? Hey, that would be dope, though. That would yeah. be dope, though. You hear that? You How hear do that? we do it? I don't know. What's you the t- first step? You tell me. I don't know. I never opened a kitchen uh, before. Me but... neither, man. Me neither. But that sounds like something we can yeah possibly do. Uh, like a food truck or mm-hmm. something like that, or chicken and wheels, chicken and wheels, chicken and wheels. <laughs> See, you already got a, you already got a gimmick for it. Dude. Oh man, and that would be pretty cool though. Yeah, you already that got a gimmick for cool. it, bro. Hire people that's like in wheelchairs to like be servers and everything. You know, yeah. that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I need. We need to write that down. Oh, we got we got evidence. Oh right yeah, here. we oh, <laughs> we got video too. evidence, yeah. my friend. Chicken and wheels, man. Listen, I'm like do a logo for that. I'm gonna send too. you a clip of this audio like mm-hmm. every single day until you do something. About <laughs> it. I like that. That's a plan, man. I'm gonna That's hold a you, plan. I'm gonna hold you accountable. That's to a that. plan. Like now, I have to like make sure everything is like written down or some shit because like I never could like really focus. You feel me? Like growing up, but like now that I actually have to like. Sit my ass down is the correct terminology that I'm, I will use, you know? Like, now that I actually have to sit sit down and, like, really be humble about the whole situation, about my life, you feel me? It gives me more time to realize who, who I am and, like, who I actually am, you know? Because a lot of people, like, they'll wake up and ask themselves, like, well, they don't ask themselves, but, they're, like, there's, excuse me. That ginger ale that came out. Hold on. Right. Now, but they soul searching, you feel me? And then, like, now that I, I I have to wake up and see that I'm in a wheelchair, homie, I mean, it don't change anything. It just it just makes me want to do more in life, you know? Like, it's it's more to do it, you know? It changed your perspective. Yeah, man, everything, everything, you know? Like, I know how it feels to be, like, depressed, you feel me? Because they had me on so many different medicines, like, mm-hmm. so many different medicines. And, like, one day... I just because my one of my closest friends, you feel me? His name is Jake. His name is Jake Marquez. He died of a, a of a um, overdose, you know. Mm-hmm. And knowing like knowing like I had a friend that that went through through that, and then for them like put me on on these all these different medicines, like you no, know, like I I had to do it at first though because I was like mentally I wasn't ready for the world, you know, like loud noises, like loud noises, like just cars firecrackers you know like any loud noise or like just certain like songs or whatever you know like certain certain music or whatever like just like sends me into like a little like uh what is it called a panic attack you know and then like now like people call it ptsd like i just i just rather not take medicine yeah you know i rather not just take medicine so how have you been able to overcome that smoking pot have you yeah um how did you end up in Asheville? Like what, what brought you to Asheville? What was life like growing up? Man, uh, I grew up in Charlotte, homie. Grew up in Charlotte on the north side, you know, Dorada, Hen Valley, that area. I lived in West Boulevard too. Uh Gritown. Went to the schools I went to was Dorada, Alternative School, Turning Point, Academy, Coolwood, Eastway. Bouncing around a lot. Yeah. Eastway, what's one? What's 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 another one that I went to? Oh, Randolph, Ransom, no, it's Ransom and J.T. Williams. But in high school, I went to Myers Park. What brought you here to Asheville? 
Um, my ex-girlfriend, she had family up here. You know what I mean? And I'm one of the chains, you know? One of the chains for the better. Because, like, in Charlotte, it was, I was just going downhill, you know? Like, I wasn't satisfied with what I was actually doing because I was still doing the same thing that I was doing, like, four or five years ago, you know, just out in the streets, doing nothing but, like, wasting my time, wasting my days, but still learning, though. My whole life been, like, a, a learning process. Each and every day, it's a learning process. I think I think that's what life is. Though. Yeah, man. But people don't realize that shit until it's until it's too late. Until it's too late. And then they're, they're dead and gone. You know, you know. How did you realize it? How did you realize you needed to make a change? How did you realize you needed to get out of there? Man, because man, everybody was dying on me. You know, I ain't want to be the next victim. Yeah. You know, I did not want to be the next victim. You know, like when Quell had died. You know, because a lot of my friends, they they. A lot of my friends with the prison, most of my friends are in the ground, you know, like my real friends growing up, you know, and that shit, that shit really sucks. It's traumatizing, like, to know, like, most of your friends, like your real friends that you grew up with, you know, went to school with, played on the same football team, you know, played basketball together, tried to get the same girlfriends together, you know, it's like just dead and gone, you know, and then, like, you lose so many. You lose so many, like, uh, in life you lose, you just lose so many people to the same thing. It make you realize, man, like, I don't, want, I don't want to be the next one, you know? There's something inside of you, mm-hmm. right? Something inside of you inspired you or made you aware that you wanted to get out of there. You wanted yeah, to do man. something different. You wanted to pursue. The pursuit of happiness, homie. Happiness. That's it. I'm, I'm still in my pursuit of happiness, you know. Like this, this, this situation ain't really stopping me, you know. It's not. It, it's some people are like, oh damn, you know, I can't, I can't see how he he makes it. I can't see how I make it sometimes. Neither you hear me because your mental, your mental can either make you or break you, you know. How do you keep a positive attitude, man? Man, it's just the people. It's just the people, you know. The energy, the positive people, man. Being good to the universe. I talk to the universe a lot, you know. I just asked the universe, like, listen, I've been been bad to you before, you know? Be nice now, you know? Like, we even, you know? Like, we're even. You saved me, you know? Like, we're even. Yeah. And, you know, like, man, it's plenty of times I could have I could have died out here, man. You know, it's like so many times, man. But it's not it's not luck. It's just being blessed, you know? Like, like my, my highest power, my higher power is saving me for something. You know, I don't know what it is yet, but... I'm here for it all, player. Yeah. You know, I'm here for it all. And I just I just want to be a positive role model to somebody that's out there, you know? And it's not a color thing. With me. I don't care if you're black, white, purple, pink, green, you know? I don't care if you're a rainbow color. Like, listen, homie, that's all people need is just somebody to listen to and somebody to vent to them, you yeah. know? And I'm here. Yeah. And I'm here. Um. Did you? Who were your Who were your role models when you were growing up? Oh man, my role models was the the, the big homies that with the most money. You know, yeah. Shit, those those. Oh, I'm too loud. No, you good. I got excited. No, bro. I got excited. excited. <laughs> you got excited. Man, nah, my role models, man, was just like the big homies that's doing something. You know, no matter what they doing, like they got the the nicest cars, like they got all of the women, all of the money. That was just materialistic things, but that's what that's what little homies. You know, learn that's out what they to, look up to, you know. But you don't. You want to 
become that role model for the next generation. Yeah, but the the different type though, you know, that's yeah. not out here like, oh, go beat this person up or whatever. Like, go protect your community. You know, protect yourself first, homie. You know, protect you. Like, protect your heart, your your self respect, your dignity. You know, be a man or be a woman, whatever you want to be. Like, just be you, regardless. Just be you, homie. Yeah, well, that's one of the biggest things is that like, growing up and doing the things that I did is that was always like playing some sort of character, right? Mm-hmm. Filling some role, not mm-hmm. being my true and authentic self. But through your childhood experiences, through moving to Asheville to get away, through being shot, you've kind of like grown to become your true self. Right. And agree, live man. your authentic life. I agree. Regardless of the circumstances that you've been dealt. Right. Regardless yeah. of what happened to you, you're not going to sit back and mope around like, why me? Why this bullshit? Nah, I did Maybe. that shit before, though. Yeah. I, I was doing that shit in the hospital. You heard me like yeah. just waking up like, oh, fuck. Like life is over, you know, like life is over. Mm-hmm. And like at that moment, I felt like I lost everything. But in a way, I, I I definitely did though. I lost everything, you know. Through like, that process, when did your mindset shift to positivity? Man, honestly, it really ain't shifting until this year though. You know, to yeah. be like brutally honest, because man, listen, I was I was like deep down, like I was like kind of like on a suicide mission, man. Like 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 literally like just doing stupid shit, like not like not realizing. Like, I'm lucky to be alive already, like, drinking, like, overtime. It's okay to drink, like, do what you do, but just don't abuse it, you feel me? Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was, just, like, just abusing it, man, like, literally waking up to a bottle. Like, plus I was in a nursing home, and, like, nursing home was like, they didn't understand how I got it, you know? But I still got it, because I was always independent, you know? I can't, I, I ain't never lived in a wheelchair before, you know? And it's, like, definitely a big difference, you know? Because, like, I got stairs, and people are like, oh, you need help up the stairs? Like, nah. I rather, like, just scoot up the stairs and, like, just grab my wheelchair and just pull it up the stairs, mm-hmm. too, you know? And then, like, some people, like, it kind of looks embarrassing to me. It gets, like, it gets, like, embarrassing, like, because I don't want people to think I'm fucking handicapped or I need help, you know? Yeah. Like. At what point did you realize that drinking that much or whatever wasn't going to, wasn't yeah. going to lead to where you, the type of healing that you need? Man. When I woke up in like the little rehab place. Yeah. You know, that was it right there. It's like, it's okay to drink. Just like, like this cool it you feel me like do what you do but don't overdo it you know yeah that's really it but like my mental was like really messed up though i felt like i ain't really had like no no support out here like my grandma always been here but listen i was trying to be out here grown you feel me trying to get it back on my own you know trying to be grown but that was a failure yeah and then plus like i just needed i just needed like love you know like i was i was searching out here searching for love and shit but you know, like I was searching for love but through alcohol, you know, like that was my love right there. Instead of like actually having that self love. Cause I was I had pity on myself at one point in time. Like I was just pitying myself, like moping, you know. How'd you find the self love, man? Man, like through my grandma, you know? Yeah. Through my grandma and through my family, you know, like through supporters like you. You know? Through supporters like you, homie. What kind of response did you get from the 
from the article in the newspaper. Yeah, it was it was like really, really, really pretty cool too, man. Like I had a, I had somebody from Chicago, like it was to people in Chicago, like in Inglewood, and like this lady had hit me up. I was like, well, I would love to like speak with you on like certain subjects, and like Chicago is rough, homie. Yeah. You know, they ain't gonna listen to me up there. <laughs> Chicago is rough, but they might though, you know. But it was like pretty cool to know like. It's, it's reaching a lot of people, like over like 3,000 views on it, you know? Like, yeah, Sam told me, shout out to Sam DeGrave. Shout out to Sam DeGrave, you know? And the photographer, I forgot her name, but shout out to you too. But he was like, it was like over 3,000 views on the, on the internet and not telling how many people have a paper. And if you have a paper, can I have one, please? You never got one? No. Well, got I, one? I mean, I got one, but I gave it away. Like, yeah. I thought it was like... I thought I had another paper, but I don't have another paper. So if you're listening, can you bring me a piece of paper? You know, <laughs> just the front page, homie, just the front page. Okay. Yeah. I need another one. What'd your homie say when they saw it? Man, everybody like, shout out to Kilo. Kilo, Kendrick Justice, you know, Kilo, he was like the first one to share it. Like, I didn't even know it had dropped on the you internet. You didn't know when it was coming. Nah, like yeah. not at all. Like, I'm just like, like in the crib, you know, scrolling through Facebook. And then I see Kilo Fresh. Well, I see Kendrick, Kendrick Justice. It was like, oh, shout out to my little brother. And like, it was like the newspaper article. I was like, oh, shit. Like, how did you get it before? Like, I even got it, you know. But shout out to him, man, because like he showed me the link, you know, on Facebook. I was like, oh, man. Kilo first, that's my dog, man. He came to see me in the hospital too, man. Okay. He, he all right with me. He all right with me. And my brother, uh, Scrap, man. They all right with me. So yeah. you still going to like physical therapy regularly? Yeah. That, yeah. Like? Yeah. I still go to care partners. They they got me going every Friday because I'm still in school. You know, like, oh, man. I've been doing like so much. I kind of like forgot about my schooling. But I got to get back on. Yeah. Got to get back on that, you know, ASAP. They got you doing like exercises and shit at home. Yeah, like like just like lifting my legs up and shit, you know. Like I suppose I have like these little legs on on this wheelchair right here, but I can't stand the them. legs to hold your feet. Yeah, I can't sound like I like I like my feet to touch the ground, you know. It's like a, it's just like a mental thing with me. Like yeah. I like to feel grounded, you know. Like I don't want to feel like I oh, I'm definitely stuck in a wheelchair, you know. Yeah. Like I like you, you hopped right out of the van. Uh, easy, easy player. Yeah. Easy does it. Easy yeah. says it. You hear me? Yeah. You hopped right out of that van, man. You weren't yeah. messing around with yeah. that. Yeah, no, not at all, man. Not at all. Like I got a lot of upper body strength. You know, like I got I got stronger. I, of course I was gonna get stronger mm -hmm. up top, you know, but like my legs are like super skinny, bro. Like I can't stand my legs, man. They like stay like like this thing, you know, like I feel like if like I bend them like they'll break, you know, like literally, bro. Like my my body up top is like okay, you know, like I'm I'm you know I'm, I got a summer body ready, you know. Yeah. But like my legs is like still in the winter, you know, like fuck that. <laughs> so what do they got you doing at home? Just like lifting? Yeah, like just lifting up my legs and like I got like my grandma got like a walker, so I was like just stand up. Okay, yeah. so you can hold yourself up yeah. and kind of go slow. Yeah, man, I can I, like I can stand up and like walk, but I just can't walk without support, man. Yeah. Which I can't stand. Like, I know I can be able to walk, you know? But think but, about it, bro. Think about it. Facts. Like, less than two years, right? And facts. you're doing that stuff when they told you you'd be in that wheelchair forever. Facts. Right? I just want shit to be faster, though, you know? Yeah. I just want, I just want it to come. Like, yeah. now that I have, like, this, this mentality now, you know, like, I just want it to come. But it's all about patience, you know? It's all about patience. Like, once I'm able to, like, get up and walk, I think it'll be, like, a whole different ball game with me, you know? Like, I can go, like, a hundred times harder. Yeah. You know, and like the only thing I want to do is like find my own peace. This is my pursuit of happiness. You know, like 
doing this right here, like talking. I don't know who's listening, like you know. But like at the I end, of the, at the end of the day, it's like boom, like okay. you know. The like, message is getting out. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Listen to my story. You know, like let me help you the best way I can. You know. What is happiness, man? Man, happiness is not necessarily money. You know, mm-hmm. happiness is is just been stable. You know. That 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 the stability is number one in life, you know, and I mean stability, as in your emotional stability, your your mental stability, your spiritual stability. You know, I I believe in religion. Sometimes I don't believe in religion because religion starts wars. But at the end of the day, it's all about you, homie. It's what you whatever you believe in. You know, find your happiness, find yourself. You there? You know? Are you there? Yo, listen, I'm almost there though. Yeah. I'm almost there. I ain't gonna bluff. You know, like even my grandma, like, like she sees the change, like all this growth that I've been going through these past couple of months. Cause so I've been with my grandma since December. Yeah, because we spent New Year's together. Yeah. Yeah, since December, you know, and like within these couple of months, like I grew so much and like I tell my grandma, they say, like, yo, you see the growth, you know, like some of my family in Charlotte, you know, like they don't really see the growth in me. Like they still think I'm the same person. Like they know I got shot and shit, but still think I'm the same Sean, you know, but I'm not though. Because uh, listen, I used to be a little badass. You hear me? I used to be a little bad at little chap. Bad at little chap. You hear me? I was only learning, man. I needed to get my ass whooped more. That's what I needed. You feel me? How do we, how do we teach the next generation? How do we teach, yeah, man? How do you teach them that that don't work? Man, Lord. Where, where do you where do you start? These questions is is yeah. we make man. think about it. I look the way that you start though, man. Is just sitting their ass down. You feel me? Just just sit them down. That's it, man. Just sit them down and just 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 hug them. You feel me? Hug them. Just hug them, man. That's all they need, man. It's a hug, man. They need love, homie. They need love and guidance. You know. You're a father. Yeah, man. Yeah, got, got a little girl. Yeah, man. A beautiful, beautiful shout out to Kelly. Baby, I love you. Miss you. You know. How old is she? She's two. Yeah. What's it like to be being a father, man? How, man? how are you sharing that story? How do you hope to like? Yeah. Well, listen. Even though the situation ain't really pretty, though, you feel me? Like this personal situations ain't really pretty. I try to be that when I when I can, though. You know, like I'm always one call away. Mm-hmm. I always one call away. Like you know where I stay. You feel me? Whenever I'm needed, you know. Whenever I'm needed, I'm always there for the baby. You feel me? I'm always there for my daughter. I don't care what I'm doing. You feel me? If she need to come here right now, you feel me? She can come here. You know? That's my baby, man. And, like, man, having a daughter changed my life real, man. Because, like, I looked at so many, like, how I did so many females in my life. Like, the heartbreaking and the disrespect. And then my daughter come here. I'm like, oh, shit. She finna go through the same shit I didn't put these females through. And I'll be damned if that's gonna happen, though. You know? I'll be damned. That'd be terrible. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah I'm fine. I was talking to myself. No, no, no. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. Um, man, I'm just thinking, like, how, what steps can we take, right? Like, because you totally changed your life from this experience, from what you Mm -hmm. were as like a teenager Mm -hmm. coming out here, going through that. I'm just thinking about like, what, what can you do? How can you influence this community? Right. How can you share this story? What can you do? How can you inspire? How can you be that? How can you be that positive role model? With food. That everybody likes food. Food. Yeah, yeah. Everybody likes food, man. 
through food, you know, something that can bring the community together, something. There's plenty of things out here to do, you know, plenty. Yeah. So you talked about getting back in the kitchen, right? And, mm. I, and I said, why don't you open up a spot? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What, what we what we say earlier? What was it? It's uh, chicken and wheels. Yeah, chicken. Yeah, what's it? Chicken and wheels. That's what you said. Yeah, chicken and wheels. Hey, that's dope though. Chicken and wheels. Yeah. Or chicken and chairs. What was it? Chicken, chicken? and chairs. Chicken and, chair. chicken and chairs. I think it was chicken and wheels. I like chicken and wheels. You like chicken and wheels? Yeah. I like that. But you could. What if you did something like that, right? Yeah, that would be super dope though. And then you could bring in some of the youth and teach them how Ooh. to cook. You know what I'm saying? Like, you Facts. saw what, you see what they're doing out here. Facts. Right? Where they're teaching people how to build stuff. Facts. Pe- oh, man. People who have been through addiction and people who have traveled down that road and homeboy Jeremy brings them in here and teaches them how to build those desks and build that furniture. Facts. Hey, that's, that's a hell of an idea too, homie. You know? That's a hell of an idea. I like that idea. Write that down? Yeah, yeah, write that down. (laughs) (laughs) Note it. Note it. Write that down. I'm just saying, like, there's so many things. Like, you talked about, like... Oh, man. You're a smart man, bro. No, no, no. Don't let me fool you, man. I'm just repeating what you told me. Oh, you're a smart man. All I'm doing is repeating what you told me. Oh, man. What would it look like if... um, What would it look like if you talked about... um, You talked about, like taking the taking the materialistic things out of it and pursuing like what your true dreams are and pursuing what's important to you right Mm -hmm. so i guess that's what i'm getting at like to these kids or to and yourself and your your children like what would that look like you know like obviously cooking is something that you're passionate about so how do you tie how do you tie Chef Boozer into your story? Oh, man. Yo, that's a good question. Nah, but um, cooking is definitely my passion, you know? And, like, I just I just need to mold it into one because uh, cooking is my passion, but at the same time, I love music, too. And I love, I love like, helping people, like, you know, like being, like, a public speaker. Uh, kind of like being a mentor to the youth, you know, and like a public speaker, like going to middle schools and, and schools and like just just having like summits and stuff like youth yeah. summits. I want to be somebody like that, that the youth can like come and run to, you know, you know, a road to, you know, and like just be able to like look up to me, you know, for all of the right reasons. You know what like, I'm saying is you can do that. Yeah, I think I'm going to do it, too, man. I think so. I got to think about it first, though, you know. I thought about it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Like, you could do that. You have a powerful message. You think so? Yeah. You do. You got a powerful message. You have a positive outlook on life. Take your circumstances out of it. Take the chair out of it. That don't matter, right? Just you, the person. You got a positive outlook on life. Yeah, you might have learned the hard way, right? You might have come to this point through mm-hmm. struggle, through pain, through sorrow, mm-hmm. right? Through difficulty. Mm-hmm. But where are you at right now? You know what I call it? I call it wisdom. So, hey. Right? right? So like. I like it. It's possible, man. It's totally possible. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to do it, man. You know? I'm going to do it. 
Now I got audio of you saying that you're going to do oh, it. Oh, man. So now <laughs> I got to do it. Now you heard me. I got to do it. Yeah, you got to do uh, it. And it's on video, too. And it's on video. Me? Oh, man. Now I'm going to have to be reminded of it every day. You're... What would it mean to your kids, right? Man, that would mean everything. You know, it would mean everything to me. What would it know? mean to your grandma? Hey, look, she'll smile. She'll cuss my ass out, too. And smile, you know. I love my grandma. That's my baby. She's a sweetheart. Yeah, that's my baby. You hear me? Ooh, that's my baby right there. That is my baby. Shout out to my grandma. She's a sweetheart. Yeah, man. she is. Like, you see, don't let that fool you. Please don't let that fool you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I love you, grandma. Can you hear me? I love you, grandma. She's out there. Yeah. <laughs> she on Facebook watching? Nah, she ain't on Facebook. Listen, my grandma don't like the Facebook shit. She don't, she don't even like her phone, you know? Like, yeah. my grandma's the type of person, you might always just send a horse and shit to her, you know? <laughs> like the old school shit, man. I have to fix her phone like every day. Every day. There's something wrong with the phone. Every day, you know? I just I just don't like it. What, uh... What what's your goal? Like when when do you oh, when do you plan to take that first step? Yo, I'm talking about physically taking that step out of that chair. Oh man, only time will tell. Yeah, but you gotta have like a only time will tell. I know, you, I know it's something that you're working hard towards. I can yeah. tell that it's something that you're working hard towards. Yeah, I the hardest struggle a person will ever have is to battle within themselves. You know. The battle within themselves. But That's you, it. You come to the point in your life where you understand that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I have to keep reminding myself of that yeah. shit, you know? Yeah. I have to keep reminding myself. Like, I talk to myself. Do you talk to yourself? Probably Do you talk, Probably more often than I should. Do you talk back to yourself? I uh, say, so yeah. Well, listen, I talk and I talk back to myself. Talk and talk. Yeah, man. There's nothing wrong with that, man. <laughs> Why would I not consult with the realest person on my team? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's true. I like talking to people, man. I sit here like this, like what we're doing right now. Uh -huh. I sit and talk to people, to somebody new that I never met before, at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. That's right? mean. That's cool. Because I want to know, I want to know how you see the world. Yeah. I want to know why you came to this point in your life where you view the world the way that you do. What yeah. influenced you, and how did you come to this point? Yeah, that's what keeps me grounded. That's what keeps me focused. Right. That's mm -hmm. what keeps me going. Is having these conversations. Miss Mindy. Yeah, you got it going on, man. Yeah, that's it. That, it looks bad. My stomach looks bad, don't it? You got some? No, nah, you, you said that earlier, but I don't think it looks bad. Yeah, you have yeah. a scar. Yes, it's a tattoo. But you man. keep saying that it looks I'm, bad. I'm going to get a skull, like right over it. Are you? Yeah, why, why cover it up, man? Nah, that's your character. That was ugly, man. You say that. It's ugly. It's just a scar, bro. Nah, I got to look at it, you know? Like, but then, like, I, I, I look at it and I'm like, realize, like, damn, all of that pain. Like that was all that was like a lot of pain, man. A lot of pain. Like they had to like put like this 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 little machine in me because my stomach was split open, like a medieval machine where like every night they have to come in and like tighten it up to like get my stomach closed back, you know? And then like listen, every night after they tighten it up, it used to like pop, pop, you know, and like that thing hurt it so bad, like the worst kind of pain in the world. You know, like every time they tighten up, they had to like it pop and like they have to keep tightening it, you know. And then like I had this like this um because they did they took some skin from my leg and put it on my stomach. So I had like this patch that they had to like take off and then like keep putting back on like twice a week, man. Yeah. But my grandma was right there beside me. I was holding her hand like that. That hurt, man. Like to see your stomach like literally split open. It was disgusting. And that was from the exit wounds? Mm hmm. 
And then they had to cut it, cut you open. Mm-hmm. Are the bullets still inside you? Yeah, I still got one bullet right here on my back. Like towards, it's like this close to my spine. Can you feel it? Yeah, hell Sometimes. yeah, I can feel it. Hell yeah, I can feel it. That shit hurt, man. How long were you in the hospital for? I was in the hospital for like four months, I think. And after you got out of the hospital, you transitioned into like a rehab center? Nah, I tried to, I went back, I went back to, um, you know, yeah, I did definitely go to a rehab center. I went to Haywood Street Congregation and they helped me a lot too, man. Shout out to Michael over there at Haywood Street. He helped me a lot too, you know? And then, like, everybody, like, I didn't know how much support I actually had. You know, like, a lot of people, like, they'll just look at me and, like, nobody, they don't feel bad for me or whatever. Like, people just see, like, this good person that's been through a lot of shit in his life, but he's he's still trying to be a good person. When, in reality, he should be, be like, mad at the fucking world, but he chooses not to, you know, because he, see, like, he sees life for what it is, and he learned from his karma. And he knows his mistakes that he made, you know, and he learned from them. That's why I think people, like, kind of like me, you know, because I just, like, try to fight through the pain, man. Yeah. Fight through the pain. That's a big part of what life's about, man. Yeah, man. We don't get, we don't get to choose the cards we're dealt. Facts. Right? But we do get to choose how we relate to them. We I do agree. get to choose how we react and respond. I agree. Right? Though, though you've been through some shit, you've learned how to respond in a way that kind of that gives back to the world right yeah that gives back to that universe that you cherish and that you love yeah. that you talked about earlier yeah. i just want to do the right thing you feel me like spike lee said do the right thing player do the do the right thing player ah there you go let me find out that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking about yeah oh we got a little slang to him you heard me uh-huh i'm tampa florida baby you from florida i Ta- thought you was from i thought you was from uh what did what you say call away colorway tampa florida son Tampa, Florida. Yeah. That's hot down there, ain't it? It's brutal. Oh, man. Brutal. You want to go down there? Uh, Maybe at the end of the summer, man. They got some tacos down there? They got tacos. Is it good? The best thing in Tampa, my hometown, is known for the Cuban food. The Cuban food? Yeah. Rice, beans. Ooh. You know. That yeah, sounds good. Some good pork. Yeah, that's where that's No where pork. It's no, no pork? pork? Nah, yeah, no. No pork you. on my pork. I got you. Uh, I, don't, I don't eat pork, man. That's bad for you, player. I'll, I'll oh, that's bad for you. Everything? Everything. Oh, man. Yeah. So you eat a horse? I might try. If I was traveling overseas into Asia or someplace where you eat all that weird shit? Where people eat, I would try. I'd try everything. Everything? Yo, what if your stomach gonna be hurting, homie? It happens. What if you get sick and what then if, you can't eat nothing else? What if I like it? Oh. You know? Oh. You don't know. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> might as well just take the risk. Yeah. Might as well I'm just a, take I'm, the risk. Man, I've done so many crazy things like you were talking about. I've done so many crazy things in the past. So many messed up situations, poor decisions. Yeah. I'm going to experience the world. But you're still here. You I'm know. still here. That's all that matters. Talking to cool motherfuckers like that. Hey, you swaggerific. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, we ain't here juggling. <laughs> For real. Uh, For real. Uh, you pretty cool though, homie. What made you actually want to start doing this though, man? Um, Kind of like what you're talking about. Like, I, I was a person who used drugs right mm-hmm. i was an alcoholic and i changed my life right i came back started go- going back to school mm-hmm. uh haven't used drugs or alcohol in almost five years now i started going back to school but i didn't like it i didn't like what they were teaching me in the classroom i just didn't i felt out of place right and so started thinking about what 
my childhood dreams were. Like when I was a little kid, if mm -hmm. I could, if money didn't matter, right? You take mm -hmm. money out of the equation and money doesn't matter. That little kid, what, what would he do? What would that kid do if he could do anything he wanted to? Facts. There's radio. I used to love listening to the radio, like talk radio, sports radio, Howard Stern, guys like that. Like just people bullshitting on the radio. I used to love that shit when I was a kid. Love that and shit. And now you're doing it. So I said, all right. I'm proud of you. I'm going to start a show. We started a show. People started listening. And here we are today, man. All right, that's, that's pretty amazing, man. And Definitely. that's what I'm talking about. Like you're saying, like, with like finding what it is that you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. You know, we get so distracted by the uh, materialistic world, right? And, and what society tells us we should and shouldn't do. I agree, right? Player. Hey, you got a wife, you got a kid, you got to go get a, a job that you fucking hate, but you got to get a job because you got the, the rent due and the, you got to keep the lights on. You got to do all this shit. Got to make it happen. You got to make it happen. But does that make you happy? Does that lead to that pure happiness that you're talking about? Mm, typically not, right? It's a difficult situation. Yeah. Right? You're over there working at some place that you don't like. Can't stand a motherfucker. Your boss is an asshole. Can't stand a motherfucker right. neither. Breathing down your neck. At, every day. Every day. Mm -hmm. Right? How's, that don't lead to happiness. Right. right? So what am I passionate about? I'm passionate about sitting down and having a conversation with people that I love and care about. Right? And sharing that shit with the world. And letting everybody Facts. hear it. Facts. Yeah, you man. ever been to California? I have been to California, man. You eat some tacos out there? I don't recall. I don't think so. I was fucked up. I was still... <laughs> I was still <laughs> I was still getting high back then. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't remember. I'll plead the fifth. I'll plead the fifth. <laughs> I took, I, matter of fact, I took, oh, we, we, we went to fly to California, right? Mm -hmm. And the plane landed in Phoenix, Arizona. And it was delayed. So we missed the flight that was supposed to take us to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. My girlfriend was a fucking mess. She was crying, just like throwing a, throwing a temper tantrum. I was like, let's just chill in Phoenix and we'll get a flight tomorrow. Mm -hmm. This was like in 2010 or something, 2011. I was like, no, nah, let's just chill here. It's cool. We're in Phoenix. I've never been to Arizona before. Let's just it's check hot. it out. Let's see what's going on. She wasn't having it, bro. She was calling her mom. She was throwing a temper tantrum. She was crying. ready. She was ready to go, player. She was ready to go. So I said, fuck it. I got a rental car. You drove And I drove us from Phoenix to San Francisco. It was like 12 more hours drive. But then I got to go through the desert, go into Los Angeles, and then drive up. It was, right. it was a pretty dope little little trip. Sounds like a date, homie. Yeah. <laughs> it was a pretty dope little trip, man. So listen, man, how can people get in touch with you? Like, if people want to, like, maybe have you come out and talk to some kids, if people mm. hear your story and want to know more if people want to get involved actually hold on let me hit the brakes real quick y'all are working on something y'all got that the project art project going yeah, on man. you want to share that yeah, real quick man, the art trap house graffiti in new what, york what is the art trap house the art first? trap house is basically man a community a community thing man is where like we bring out artists and we bring out musicians we bring out the best of the creativity and people, you know, and that that actually has the true passion to be an artist, and that has the true passion to like paint a perfect a perfect picture, you know, just for them to be themselves, you know, like show the world what they're capable of, you know, show the world their creativity, because the world is a creative place. Y'all got a big event coming up in New York. Yeah, man, it's definitely at the Overspray in Staten Island. It goes on from August the second to August the third. 
You going up there for it? Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Why yeah. wouldn't I? Hell yeah. Why wouldn't I? Listen, I ain't never been to Staten Island, though. You know, I just want to go up there for tacos. I love tacos. Man, you've been asking me about tacos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, I love me some tacos. So they got a website or a Facebook yes, man, or something? Yes, man. It's www.thearttraphouse.com. That's spelled T-H-E-A-R-T-T-R-A-P-H-O-U-S.com. Thearttraphouse.com. Yeah. You can get involved. Come out. Check yeah, out the man, Definitely come out, man. If y'all, y'all listen, if you are in Staten Island or plan on going to Staten Island, August the 2nd and August the 3rd, man, please come out there. It's 10, it's 10 tickets. I mean, damn, it's $10 to get in. Maybe. I don't know for sure, but we'll definitely find out. It's on the website. Yes. Yeah, what about here in Asheville? Do you work with somebody? Man, the plug, man. The yeah. plug. The plug ABL. Shout out to the big homie Snoop, man. Big homie Snoop. What's happening with you? And shout out to Slater Mike, too. I met that lady yesterday. What's going on at the plug? Um, today, man. No, what do they What do they do over there? Hey, man, it's it's what hey the urban music scene. You know that is where people that that are hip hop artists, not just hip hop artists. You know, it's catered to the hip hop community. You know, but artists of any type of genre want to come out there and like practice on that stage performance. You know, just have a good time, man. It's it's definitely something for the community. You know. Something that that we can give back to the community for, yeah. you know, and yeah. we don't really have that in Asheville, like black black clubs and stuff that actually cater to the black community. No offense to you, yeah. you feel me, but we don't really have like that that black power vibe in Asheville no more. And with the plug ABL and the Art Trap House, we can kind of like bring that 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 unity back, you know, slowly but surely. Hell yeah, slowly but surely. How could people get in touch with you? Oh man, yo, just hit me up on my Facebook. You know, I don't, I got Instagram, but I don't really like use Instagram and all of that. You know, but you could definitely just hit me on my, on my Facebook, like at um your official chef. That's my username. Is your official chef because I'm still your excuse me, I'm still your chef regardless. I'm still your chef, your favorite chef, and your only chef. Thank you. You're gonna you. you're gonna get back in the kitchen. Yeah, man. you know it, man. You know it. You can hear it in my voice, huh? <laughs> Chicken and wheels, baby. Yeah, man. Chicken and wheels. Shout out to Gambino too, man. I got I got the logos on the on the back of my wheelchair. I saw is, that over the weekend. That's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, I saw that over the that's weekend. That's cool. It's dope. Listen, I'll tell you this, man. It's been a pleasure meeting you, dog. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you coming over. Your story is an inspiration. You're a bad motherfucker. So Oh, swagger riffin. Hey man, can I give my can I give a shout out? Yeah, give it, right, go listen, ahead. Get, make it listen. happen. Oh, look at that. Hey, look, shout out to my brothers, man. Shout out to everybody that's out there that's actually trying to find themselves, homie. You, you know, shout out to everybody that's in the struggle, man, that's that's going through their own little pain, man. Listen, man, it's going to be okay, homie. Just keep your head up, you feel me? Keep your head up and get your bread up, you feel me? Shout out to Kilo Fresh. Shout out to Thrash Stop Beats, man. Definitely the plug every year, man. Liz Reed. Shout out to my grandma, my sister. You know, Karan, Sabat, you know, the whole Sabat's family. You feel me? We're going to get it. But, hey, thank y'all for tuning in. And shout out to you too, homie. Yeah, I appreciate you, bro. You're a good man. Like said, man. You're a good man. Peace. Later, y'all. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And a very special thank you to our good friends, Jeremy French at Making Whole. The Making Whole studio is located at 745 Biltmore Avenue in Asheville, North Carolina. And they can be found at makingwhole.com. And also making whole on Facebook and Instagram. I want to give them a ton of love for opening their doors and allowing us to not just record in their studio, but also hang out with them and the level of, of kindness that they showed towards myself and Octavia. So love those guys. Thank you.